Good morning, good day, wherever you are. This is Carl, and you are listening to Behavior App Radio, which is the podcast for real financial advisors all over the world. We are to part three of a series on talking about money. You may want to go back and listen to the introduction, part one and part two. Then again, you may not. <laughs> so, so part three, I just want to talk now about some of... I want to start introducing some of the things I've noticed in terms of how to have good, healthy conversations around money. And again, I want to emphasize two things. I'm talking about this from two perspectives. One is the advisor perspective. Like, how can we help clients? How can we set up situations where they're comfortable and they feel okay having conversations about money? And the other perspective is as a human being, right? Like, as a, as a human myself, I really struggle with this. And so, I've while I don't struggle at all with helping people do it, I struggle myself with having healthy conversations around money. And so, take this both, I think, you know, one of the most important things we can do as real advisors is, is be working on this ourselves. And the stuff that we learn provides an awesome feedback loop for the work we do with clients. And the things we learn working with clients provides an awesome feedback loop for the work that we're doing personally. And so, one thing to keep in mind as you have conversations around money, both personally and professionally, is this idea of allowing people the space, I I don't know how else to put it, allowing people the space to be wrong, right? Like, remember, often when we are helping clients they came to us because they want to do something different, right? I mean, they came to us, uh, I'm assuming they came to us because there's something broken, right? And they want our help fixing it. And so then when we go to fix it, so I'm just going to use an easy example. Let's say around portfolio design, right? They come, they've got this smorgasbord of investments. They were chosen doing the best they could, right? Whether it was a help with another advisor who didn't do a good job, or if they were doing it on their own, we've got to remember they, they were chosen doing the best they could, right? And typically, in fact, almost without exception, our clients are smart, intelligent, successful people. And so, you've got these two sort of interesting competing factors here. They came to us because, I'm assuming, they want us to help them fix something. And at the same time, what they currently have represents their best effort. (laughs) And so, we've got to be careful because often what's going to happen in this relationship is we're going to, hopefully, we're going to back up. They're going to say, hey, we need help with this pool of money and we're not sure it hasn't, you know, like it hasn't performed well. Like, we're going to back up as I've talked about in other places, and we're going to say, okay, okay, I totally understand that. I've got it, right? Before we get there, could we have a conversation? I really need to understand some things before I can help you with that. And so, right, we have these conversations around diagnosing, and hopefully they're around questions about why, right? Getting to sort of these deeper values. So now we understand, after those conversations, that series of conversations, we understand why, we understand what's important to the clients, and we understand their goals, some very specific goals. And then we go look at the current portfolio, just to use one example, 
And, you know, we could be looking at spending patterns, saving patterns, you know, whatever. But I'm just using the portfolio as an example. We go look at the portfolio and it doesn't match at all with what they said. And even if it doesn't match a little bit, right? We all know small tweaks around the edges make huge difference. So, but most of the time it doesn't match at all. So we've got this set of values and goals and we've got a portfolio that doesn't match. And so now we're going to go in there and suggest that they make, you know, given tax constraints, you know, carefully thought through tax constraints and, and any costs, of course, we're going to go through and we're going to suggest they make some changes. And sometimes those are wholesale changes. Like you're, we're going to have to liquidate this whole thing. It just doesn't fit. And sometimes those changes involve, you know, grandma's stock that she gifted me or, you know, that portfolio I inherited or, you know, one spouse made some real major decisions about how to invest the money right? Like, do you see what I'm saying here? There, there's ego and emotion invested in that portfolio, no matter where it comes from, whether it's grandma's stock or, you know, the portfolio that we built together when we, you know, we were first married or, you know, whatever it was, or yeah, how about that one, right? Sometimes it involves huge chunks of stock in the company we work for. And don't tell me there's not emotion invested there, right? So now we're suggesting changes and there's going to be emotion. And so all I'm saying is we've got to remember that, right? Let's be very aware and careful about how we are presenting these changes. Now, I, I know I'm talking to real financial advisors, so it goes without saying, right, that the changes are necessary. I've had a couple of opportunities where, or a couple of experiences where clients came in the portfolio was almost perfect, right? And we're like, you know what? Now all you need to do is behave correctly and we'll help you with taxes. And, and of course, we don't need to suggest making changes just for the sake of making changes. That would be wrong and we're not going to do that. And I, I think it goes without saying. But most of the time, there's changes that need to be made. And we just need to be aware. We need to make room for that. I'm just... I'm, I'm going to talk in the next episode about how, but right now I just want to make sure you understand that point because it took me years and maybe I'm slower than most of you, I'm sure I am, to figure out like, whoa, that's right, right? These people, no matter how they got this portfolio, they're invested in it, right? Like literally invested in it and emotionally invested in it. And we've got to recognize that as we sort of go in to help them make changes. In the next next episode, I'm going to talk about how. I want to talk about a little conversation that I like to use called the overnight test to help deal with that. So with that, that wraps up another episode of Behavior Gap Radio and uh, have a fantastic day. <laughs>